Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm Wolfie. Yeah, Wolfie's back with us. It's been a little while. Yes, it has. I recorded an episode this morning. First podcast I recorded all week. (laughs) I didn't record any all week long. I was slacking a little bit. Slacking. It's your short week. Yep. Yep, so you get that nice long weekend. Yes, indeed. Just had to work. I I wished I could work a deal where I get paid my full two weeks pay and just do Wednesdays and Thursdays every week. (laughs) There you go. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. Without. That's why you got people out there doing what they call the quiet quitting. Right. But that's kind of backfiring on a lot of them right now, too. I'm sure it probably is. You know, because it started out with, uh, yeah, they're quiet quitting them. I guess the idea is they go in and do the the least amount of work possible that they can get away with without getting in trouble or getting fired. All these companies, this, you know, Mark Zuckerberg called it, this is the 2023 is the year of efficiency, which means we're getting rid of the fat right now. So all of these corporations are trimming the fat. And do you think if you're one of those employees who has been for the past six months or a year doing the bare minimum that when they start trimming, you're probably going to be one of those that, that gets yep. cut. Oh, yeah. I always think of, uh, I know you've seen this. You've seen the movie uh, Office Space, haven't you? No, I can't say that I have. It's one of my favorite scenes from the movie. They hire, in in the office space, they hire this outside company to come in. Mm-hmm. and uh, I think you may have played this for me. Pro- probably. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll look at it. Better looks like a Peter Gibbons. Uh-huh. Oh, there you are. Peter. We're just talking about you. You must be Peter Gibbons. Uh huh. Terrific. I'm Bob Slidell. This is my associate, Bob Porter. Oh, hi, Bob. Bob. Pretty much, go ahead and grab a seat and join us for a minute or two. You see, what we're actually trying to do here is we're just we're trying to get a feel for how people spend their day at work. So, if you would, would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door. That way, Lumberg can't see me. <laughs> and, uh, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Tell <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. But it looks <laughs> like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Uh, Peter, would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about TPS reports. TPS. <laughs> uh, the thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Don't, don't care? It's a problem of motivation, all right? Now, if I work my ass off and Initech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? And here's something else, Bob. I have eight different bosses right now. I beg your pardon? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. So that means that when I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's my only real motivation, is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Would you bear with me for just a second, please? Okay. 
What if, and believe me, this is so <laughs> hypothetical. But what if you were offered some kind of a stock option equity sharing program? Would that do anything for you? I don't know, I guess. Listen, I'm gonna go. Uh, it's been really nice talking to both of you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the pleasure's you. all on this side yeah. of the table, trust me. Good luck with your layoffs, all right? I hope your firings go really well. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> wow. yeah, if he walks exactly. out of that meeting and doesn't realize he's going to be one of them, then <laughs> yeah. he's probably high to begin with. Yeah, that's always one of my favorites. I imagine there's a lot of that going on in a lot of corporations today. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, look at Twitter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Elon, Elon went from from 7,500 to barely 1,000 people and still mm -hmm. running just fine. So what were all those other people at Twitter actually doing? There were a lot of videos of a lot of them that would, that were doing like daily vlogs of like a day in the life of. Mm -hmm. Some of them were pretty, was, I think there was, I remember one woman did one. I think I've seen her. She comes to work and she goes and gets her a latte. Yeah. It, the, gets her, and then it, goes through and gets her some breakfast and then goes over to this place where, you know, she can kind of meditate for a little while. Right. It, it's basically a, like what Peter a, said. She's got, she's got a meeting, you know, yeah. and, she, and she, she reserves her soundproof booth for her meeting. And then there's a, you know, and then she goes and does some yoga. I was like, why can't I find a job like that? <laughs> Welcome to a day in my life as a Twitter employee. So this past week went to SF for the first time at a Twitter office, badged in. Honestly, took a moment to just soak everything in. What a blessing. Also started my morning off with an iced matcha from the perch. Then I had a meeting, so quickly scheduled one of these little pod rooms, which were so cool. They're literally noise canceling. Took my meeting, got ready for bunch. Look how delicious this I still never understand that. Get ready for lunch. Get ready to go home. You know, how much preparation work does it take to get ready to go to lunch? Well, you know, for me and you, nothing at all. <laughs> you just got to pretty much just bring it up. Hey, lunch. Right. Yeah, let's lunch, do it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we're transitioning from this meeting to now we have to calendar in some time to get ready to go to lunch and it, to prepare. And yeah, and it doesn't sound like she's all that busy to begin with. Why does she got a pencil in lunch? Right. You know, I mean, she, she, she showed up. She got her whatever latte. She scheduled a meeting. She she didn't schedule a bunch of meetings. She scheduled a meeting, one, yeah, in her little booth. <laughs> How many meetings do you take a day? Wow. Sure, the goodness, you took more than one meeting before lunch. You showed up at work at like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. It's good that your, the company is providing food. I mean, right, that's food great. and all that. But so you show up, you get you something to eat, and you get you something to drink, and you start on your day doing whatever it is you do. Surely, the goodness, you do something besides just one meeting and then lunch so basically you get there at eight or nine o'clock you do one meeting then you go to lunch that's what do you do with all the rest of that time right but i do know that all of these gourmet chef catered meals that mm -hmm. they were all getting are all gone now uh elon eliminated now they i think still have like cafeteria style food that's probably mm -hmm. still all provided but it's not all of this fancy gourmet type Oh. Yeah, you can get actual decent food prepared for you that looks like it's actually healthy, you know, and you're yeah. not eating a daggone the big ass burger from the vending machine, which has a ton of salt and right. everything in it, and, you know, drives your cholesterol up and your and your blood pressure from just eating it. 
Remember us doing that Warrior Dash? Yeah. That was in 2000, was that? 2014. Wow. Almost nine years ago. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long ago. What got me triggered my obsession thing again with that was mm -hmm. we went for Easter in 2013 to Laura's parents. And Kelvin had did a Spartan race. Right. Um, that you know, like the week before, and he came and was showing us pictures. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. I want to I wanna try that. So I was like, got it in my head. Okay, we need to start running. need to start, you know, lifting. need to start getting ready, going trails, doing all this stuff. We'll be ready by, uh, you know, by, by next spring, should be. Right. I was thinking, I'd, you know, I'll drop, drop a little bit of weight, and we got into it. Yeah, then we went and did that, uh, the Warrior Dash one, and, uh, and then... You know, then we did the Spartan again that next April. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so maybe it was September of thirteen then that we did it because we did the Warrior before we did the Spartan because we went back to Charlotte. Remember, you went and we did that one in Charlotte in April mm -hmm. the next year, which was with him again. Yes. So that yes. was fourteen. So Warrior might have been then um, in thirteen. I mean, look, I got I got it on our Facebook. I remember the one of the Spartan that we went to the, with Kelvin. Yeah, is that, got that to was that one. Yeah, the April. We one. got we got to the point where they're like, okay, you can go to the right and go up this hill, or you can go off to the left and take this trail. But I ain't gonna tell you what's on this trail over here. And I was like, I looked at the bank, and it was almost vertical. <laughs> And I mean, there's like roots and everything sticking out and people been grabbing hold of stuff and it was wet and slippery. I looked at it and then I looked over at that path and that path was just flat and nice and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm like, I'm going this way. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that hill. I'm going to go this way. And the cool thing about it was, is that path was flat. It went all the way around the end of this, that spur of land. It was just kind of just, and it kind of just dipped down. And it just stayed flat and went all the way around and it met up as these people were coming down the hill into yeah. the area. So it was just like they killed themselves going up that freaking wet, nasty, muddy bank to get up to the top of it to run down. And I just went and just did a nice little leisurely jog around this way and met them on the back side of it. I was just like, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing all that stuff. I remember that's, taking pictures too. That was before. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we were all clean. I remember they had that, uh, they dug a hole on the back side of that Warrior Dash and just turned it into just a big, wet, soupy mess. And it was, well, it wasn't really soupy, it was, it was thick mud. They just wet it down enough where it was, and it just turned into like a really good, viscous mud. Guy goes into the hole right before I do, <laughs> goes across, it was probably about five or six feet long, I don't know, comes out the other end, and this the mud had grabbed a hold of his shoe and pulled his shoe off and it was still down in the pit. And he's up there. He's got one shoe on and one shoe off. And I go through that freaking thing right behind him. And I seen where his shoe came off. And so I stuck my arm down in that hole where his shoe was. <laughs> and I pulled, I pulled his shoe out and threw it up on the bank. And I was like, here's your shoe, man. He's like, oh, dude, thanks, man. I remember finishing, coming up out of that and getting up on the other side, you know, and you go through the finish line. And I looked up to the right up the hill there, and that's where they had the uh, water tank to spray off. So you could yeah. kind of knock off the first layer of dirt and mud. And I had taken my phone 
on that run and it had, I had bought my first life proof case with my iPhone <laughs> and I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not, you know, cause there was a lot of hype around it. It's like, Oh, life proof's cool. Right. Life proof, you know, it's a great case. You know, it's supposed to be uh, water resistant, wind resistant, dirt resistant and all this other stuff. So I took it out on the course and I took pictures as I'd get to the obstacles, you know? So I'd have kind of a, kind of like what you did. Right. I came up out of that pit and I go up the hill to, to spray off and the truck had broke down uh, it, or they'd run out of water or something. I don't know what the deal was. And I'm up there and I've, I found a nice little mud puddle and I took off my, took it off my arm and I was sloshing water up on it to get the layers of mud off of it that I had on it. And there were people standing around. They're like, is that your phone? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's my phone. It's like, is it waterproof? And I was like, no, it's just an iPhone. They're like, you brought an iPhone out here on this course? Are you crazy? I'm like, dude, it's in a life-proof case. Because yeah, I don't care what it's phone. in. It's like, I don't care what it's in. I would not bring my phone to this. It's like, well, I said, if it may, if, if my phone messes up, it'll be a lesson learned. I said, but I said, I got this life-proof case. And I said, it totally, that just doing that totally ruined that case. It was no <laughs> good after that. Screen, because it, it was totally encased. But where it, all that mud and everything had been on, the, the screen was all scratched. Not the phone, mind you, but the, the, there was a screen between that was a built-in part of the case. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was all just scratched up and everything, and it was just nasty. Hmm. I came back home, and I was like, you know, hey, I just went and ran a – that wasn't a Warrior well, Dash. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah Dash. this one was Warrior I was like, Dash. I was like, I just got done running a Warrior Dash, and I said, my phone, the case is just totally screwed. Can you send me another one? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And so they sent me another. They sent me another case free. That's cool. I slapped it on there and went right on. Yeah, this was August eleventh of two thousand thirteen. So yeah, yeah it's almost ten years. In a couple of months, it'll be ten years. And it doesn't so, seem I mean, that long ago. Who's Ben? Put- who's Ben Layton? Huh? Ben Layton. He commented in the picture. He said, "Get that ass down, Randy. Move, move, move." <laughs> <laughs> He's a guy I went to the police academy with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I keep saying I, I want to, I need to get back into, but. Well, you know what you need to do? This is just me, but you need to go back maybe and hit that uh, freaking rice and tuna diet. <laughs> there you get go. Down in, get down in the 100 pound range. Yeah. So I think for whatever pound you lose, it's like, what, two or three seconds off your mile time? Something like that. Maybe every so, five, five pounds, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, something anyway. like that, yeah. It's got to help. Yeah. Not carrying as much weight. Get down in the 180, 160 range, 160, 180 range. I got, I got enough and, uh, weight to and, lose and that I could go back train, in time. And train the way you used to train. <laughs> yeah. Because if you could get down into that 100 range and train the way you used to train, I, dude, I think you could get it. Yeah. Yeah. Age is just a number. I think you could get it. But you'd have to really, you'd have to really get back into the training again. Yeah. The running. I was never able to do that long distance stuff like you, Dave. I just oh yeah. On the this morning on the podcast, I talked about when this first one I I did since last week. Today's National Record Store Day, mm-hmm. so I talked about vinyl records, vinyl albums. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because vinyl is has been for a while making a big comeback. You know, it went from vinyl to digital, and then. Now it's back to vinyl. Well, it went from vinyl to to tape. To tape, and then to digital. You had your uh, 8-track and then your cassettes. 
and then it went to the digital, it went to the CDs, yeah. and then, of course, your MP3s and stuff like that. And now it's coming back to vinyl. Even though it's an ancient technology, you hear more on vinyl than you do on the other things. Right. At least I think you do. Yeah, yeah, it's a, an analog recording. I mean, if all you're hearing is a low bit rate digital recording, but you can have really high quality, like Apple, it pushes and promotes their AAC mm-hmm. instead of MP3s, the high, they call it lossless recording, which is supposed to be comparable to the analog. Fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's such high quality, it'd basically be like comparing, I guess, 4K video to the different qualities of video you'd see but it's just uh i would think you'd on you'd have to my ears probably aren't good enough to hear a whole lot of difference in any of it anymore Mm. i mean not that my hearing is bad but i know it's not as good as it once was Uh, my range isn't quite as much probably yeah sure well that hits all of us you remember rick johnson yeah Yeah. he had a vinyl collection that was ridiculous oh yeah well he had an awesome cd collection too yeah yeah he did they did but yeah, I it remember all, all of that. And had, but, what was it, Fred? Fred and Wilma, the two stereos. Fred and Wilma, yeah. 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 Had a freaking diamond-tipped needle. Yeah. He spent money on that stuff. I mean, oh, that, yeah. was his, that was his passion. Right. He, had a, uh, he had his turntable set up on, a, on like a box. Between the box and the turntable, he had like a marble slab that it set the turntable on, I guess to reduce vibration or whatever. Right. He went all out. Had freaking huge speakers. That's something you'd see like if you went to a concert. Yeah, he would. They were clips. Yeah, he he is the reason I bought the speakers I have in my my theater room down here. Mm-hmm. I bought clips speakers for it uh-huh. on, because of him. Right. Because I remembered those that he had there and thinking, oh, that's got to be the good ones. Then I didn't put any oh, yeah. research into it. I just went off of the name alone. That's what he had. That's it. And 30 years later, it's probably some nowhere near the same quality anymore as it once was, but I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, I like them. They sound good here. So That's all that matters. Yeah. But Trinity well, and I were talking well, about. I'm pretty sure with, with the way Rick was with about his music, he probably did all the research yeah. before he even purchased. Right. But yeah. I mean, clips in 1988 is probably not, is they might not be meeting the same standards right that yeah. they were back then today mm-hmm. um true i don't i mean it's possible i know like back in the day sony was like the top of the top tv wise and mm-hmm. uh, that's not the case anymore um no. but yeah trinity and i were uh talking about music um we've been re- uh last night we recorded a bunch of uh reaction videos music reaction videos we started talking about uh um i brought it up because of the vinyl discussion the vinyl and uh, digital back then we music was different i mean when they released an album you know the the album art was a part of it the the lyrics the mute the sheets inside the the lyric sheets in the album you know Mm -hmm. the liner notes and stuff was that was all kind of part of the experience and it's different now, the fact that, you know, in the palm of your hand, you have basically the access to every piece of music in existence, pretty much, right there in the palm of your hand. <clears throat> and when we were growing up, you heard it on the radio, 
or in your little bitty collection that you put a lot of money into, you, mm-hmm. you had. Yeah. But discovering music wasn't as uh, as easy back then. No, no. Uh-uh. Um, and discovering now is kind of hard because there is so much to weed through. Yes. Back then, it was, it was a lack of access. Right. That was your limiting factor. Now, if you had a good, like a record bar or something like that, that was in your town or somewhere close by, you know, you could, you could go and they basically catered mostly to the, the pop stuff, the stuff that was popular. Yeah. But a really good one, you, you, they would also have classical and jazz and stuff like that. So, but those sections weren't, they weren't as big as like your regular, like your, you know, your heavy metal, your metal, your rock right. and roll. And then you had your country and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And now it's just, well, and back then you were so limited to, right. Well, back then you were so limited to, okay, here's what the radio stations are willing to play. Mm -hmm. Um, here is what the record labels are. Here's the people they're willing to sign. Here's the people that they're wanting to promote. I mean, the, the labels still do that today. Some, but it's mm-hmm. all that it's it's so cookie cutter what they're what they think is here here's the type of people music want that so they they like base it off like well here's what the artist looks like here we're trying to build the whole package um right, yeah. here, here's the social story we want to push with it you know because mm-hmm. they all have some sort of social agenda to push too so oh, yeah. so it's but there are so many independent artists now that if, if, if you have the talent now, it doesn't take anything for you to get noticed. Whether you're putting on YouTube, you're putting on SoundCloud, you're putting, you can be putting on Spotify, you can be putting your own stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is a couple of people to hear it and go, you know, I really like this and then kind of promote it. And if the talent is really there, it'll kind of snowball. You know, you see a lot of different um, things like that now where we do a lot of these reaction videos there's so many people that are doing the reactions and you can tell when an artist is beginning to blow up when all of the people all these people start reacting to some of their music and then it's kind of like because people are reacting to it making it blow up but they're wanting the reactors are also knowing well people are wanting to hear this music so that's why they're making the reaction videos Right. Um, so, I mean, it kind of, they're, they're both playing off each other. Yeah. But I've watched a, a couple of reaction videos. The ones that I find the most entertaining are the ones that, it's it's young people. And you can tell that they're, I mean, you can tell they're young, right. young like in their 20s. And they're going back and they're listening to music from back when I was a kid. Right. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And there's like. And, and not just the stuff that I used to listen to, but I mean, like all kinds of stuff. Because when, when I was younger, what, she had three three channels. And on Saturday night, it was, you know, the, I think it was the Lawrence Welk show came on. And then Hee Haw. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. But Dad always watched Hee Haw. So we had to watch Hee Haw, you know, because there was only one TV in the house. And I was the remote control. And to change between the three channels that we had. <laughs> Get up and change the channel, Randy. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> yeah, put it on Hee Haw or Andy, Andy Griffith or Hee Haw. Crazy. Yeah, you see these these young people going back and discovering these people that when I was a kid I used to listen to, 
not necessarily because I wanted to or because I thought they were good uh, musicians or anything like that. It was because I had to. Right. That's all there was. Yeah, because that's all there was. You know, well, dad's going to, you know, dad, it's his house. You know, right. it's his TV. If he's off on Saturday night, he's watching Hee Haw. And that's just the way it is. But there's the thing, back in those days, Hee Haw come on, you know, like after dark or, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And if you didn't want to watch Hee Haw, you could go out and play in the yard in the dark. And they didn't care. You know, it's just like, if you don't want to watch Hee Haw, go to your room or go outside and play. The the point of it is, is if you're going to stay in here, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at socially sensitive also check out our website sociallysensitive.com and grab some officially licensed products